0: The connection request to a prospect, and that's what it is, right? And you get 300 characters to craft the best 300 character note. You better have looked at their profile, and some of that content better be right with what you read or saw or what you know about their company and what they said. And then you say that in the comments. You know, it's got to be I could tell by your profile this, our company has this solution. that that helps people. If you want to chat about that, let me know. But in the meantime, let's connect on LinkedIn. In the meantime, I'd be honored to have you join my network.
1: This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I have Wayne Breitbarth with us, and he's going to talk about the power formula for LinkedIn success. Welcome to the show, Wayne.
0: It's great to be on. Looking forward to our time together.
1: Outstanding. Well, just by way of introduction, Wayne is uh, the founder of Power Formula, LLC, and he's an industry leader in LinkedIn training and marketing. He shared his expertise with more than 100,000 professionals through private business consulting and dynamic presentations to global audiences. Wayne's also the author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, Kickstart Your Business Brand and Job Search. Um, Very cool. So, well, let's jump into it, Wayne. uh, Why is LinkedIn an important tool for salespeople? Great question. I think
0: it boils down to this. It boils down to the database. And when I first got on LinkedIn 12 years ago, I owned an office furniture dealership and it was just my partner and I, but we bought this company and it was a recession right away. And people told me I should be on LinkedIn. That was 2008, nine, right? And I thought, nah, I'm not interested in social media. That's all anybody thought it was. But then when I saw it was a database, when somebody said, no, why are you missing it? If there were only seventy million people, now there's seven hundred and fifty million, but nobody sat down to take the time to say, "Yeah, it's got a little social media and stuff, but it's the database that everybody's going to ultimately be on when they graduate from college. So It's going to be an automatic." If somebody would explain it like that, I would have said, "Hold it, I think I want that." So that's it for salespeople. It's it's intelligence gathering. It's getting information so you can show up at a sales call, whatever that means these days, and be prepared and know where people used to work or where they went to school and what it looks like their their function is so you can tie into what they do. And and secondly, know who their friends are because maybe you got somebody that can help you meet somebody, right? Because that, to me, that was the key. The key to LinkedIn was saying, it showed you who your friends might know. So I think that's it. To me, it's the database.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, probably the most important database in business, really. Um, so there's the database element of it. There's the knowing their social network element of it, You know who they're friends with, et cetera. And then there's the ability for you to advertise stuff about yourself and, and create a profile that the world can can then view you through um i've heard you talk before about having a customer focused profile how how do you how can a salesperson have a, a great customer focused profile
0: so boy that boils down to this does your profile look like you're a resource and that you understand their pain points so that in the profile you have resources and answers and and um pathways to help their, whatever their pain is, right? let's face it, whatever we sell, via LinkedIn training, that's to address a pain point. The pain point of I need employees, the pain point I'm not selling enough, the pain point that I can't find work. Okay, now that I know the pain points, what should I have in my profile? So when you get done reading it, you go, God, do I need that guy, right? As opposed to it looking like a resume where, oh, I sold this much and I sold this and I sold that. Okay. Does your customer really care that you are the greatest salesman in the world? In some respects, they want the good guys on their account, but they'd rather know that you're more consultant, right? And that you understand their pain and that your highest priority is them getting the right help they need. And if your solution provides that, bravo, good for you, right? And so I think that's what it boils down to. And I think Perfect example of that is this. When you're looking for a job, having a comment on your profile that says, I'm the top producing gross profit guy in the company for the last 10 years. That's a great statement for a recruiter to take to your next employer, right? This guy could sell his butt off. But think about that statement to a prospect. Gross profit. What? It sounds like you're going to be the next victim to me, right? So that one statement, depending on why you're using your LinkedIn, it could have been, I'm looking for work yesterday, but now I got a job. That, that statement's got to go away. you got to look like a resource. You can't look like you're out there pitching. We all know we're going to use our profiles to move from career to career, from job to job, if we need that. But do you look like you could help them do you understand their business well enough? Was it clear?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's all about thinking about the audience that's going to be reading your profile right now, right? Is the audience audience customers, and therefore you're marketing your product or service, or is the audience that you're really going after future yeah, recruiter recruiters? Thing. and so you're really marketing you, right? On. Yeah, recruiters you exactly. Got it. Um, so what, what are some of the what, what are some of the keywords that a field salesperson should add to their profile? Assuming that they're looking to um, looking to have an audience of be their customers, what what are some things that they should have in there? What are some things that they should avoid?
0: So I think whenever you can use the word consulting, and you know that's that's what you enjoy doing, you solving those using those kinds of terms will, will help you frame yourself as I'm just I'm here to help. You know, if I sell something along the way, good for me, right? Or whatever. So those kinds of terms would you describe what you do. But then secondarily, so that the search engine likes you. And that's the other sort of wonky part of LinkedIn, is to understand that having your product, what are your products and services you sell, maybe even the brand, on your profile so that when somebody searches, either on LinkedIn or Google, you're going to come up high in the searches. I mean, at one point, Steve, when I owned that office furniture dealership in Milwaukee, it was the Hayworth dealership, which is a big brand in the country, right? I had that baby so optimized that my LinkedIn, my personal LinkedIn profile will come up higher in a Google search than my company came up in a, in a Google search, the website because I had figured out the keyword optimization strategy on LinkedIn and we had not done a lot of SEO on our website. Right? So, so it's twofold, the words of helping them. And then two, lots of keywords relating to your product and service. Cause you want the search engine to give you favor.
1: And what and what about what what they should avoid? What should uh, what should salespeople avoid having on their profiles? Yeah,
0: I, I think you, you need to avoid going too Facebook on it, especially with the stuff people post. Because don't forget, people are going to look at your activity box when they check you out, and they're going to see what you're posting or what your comments are and stuff, and that can turn a lot of people off. So. When it comes to religion and politics and strong opinions on things that are taking place in the country, just be careful. You know, if, if you're going to take that one to the mountain because that's your thing, then be be ready, right? But then when you put things like like you just had a sale, a banker just before we cut our call, and he had on there um, muskie hunter, and he had on there um, a soccer coach, right? So the, that's a little Facebooky. But I think that resonates with people in Wisconsin. Oh, tell me about your musky hunters. Well, I'm a guide. I, I I do have a part-time job. Talk about a conversation point in Wisconsin except that you're a musky hunter, right? So a little bit of that adds some personality to you and you're just not the hardcore sales guy. And he told me, he said, guess what, Wayne? That musky hunter thing brings more conversations because even if you're not a musky hunter, so what does that mean,
1: right? <laughs> I, I bet that most of our our listeners today don't even know that there's a fish call up. called a muskie in, <laughs> in the in the in uh, the the north the northern uh, lakes of of the Midwest. But uh, it's a it's a long fish, kind like uh, like uh, yeah, like, like of like else. a kind of like a northern pike, barracuda. it's kind of like a freshwater barracuda or a giant northern pike. Yeah, spot on. Um, but. Uh, there's your Wisconsin culture for the day,
0: right? <laughs> Just what your listeners needed.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, Muskellunge. I, I, I've hunted a few muskies in my day myself. Um, but uh, cool. Well, so what do you think that salespeople should include in a message if they're reaching out to a new prospect on LinkedIn?
0: So when you send a connection request, to a prospect and that's what it is right and you get three hundred characters to craft the best 300 character note you better have looked at their profile and some of that content better be right with what you read or saw or what you know about their company and what they said and then you say that in the comments you know it's got to be i could tell by your profile this our company has this solution that that helps people. If you want to chat about that, let me know. But in the meantime, let's connect on LinkedIn. In the meantime, I'd be honored to have you join my network. So I always like to have the middle section show that you did your homework. But I'd always close with, you know, if it makes sense for us to talk, let's do it. But in the meantime, I'd be honored to have you join my LinkedIn network. That statement to me tells them, listen, we're going to have a professional relationship. It's going to be honoring to each other. I'm not going to spam you because that's not who I am. You wouldn't use the word honored if you were going to plan on pounding them with emails till they decide to take a phone call. So I think you got to show you did your homework and then close up with something that says, you know what? I'm here as a resource. I hope I can help you. If I read you wrong, then don't connect with me, basically, is what you're saying. If I read you wrong, then don't connect. That was my bad then.
1: For sure. Um no, after connecting, how can salespeople send direct messages to prospects without um, turning them off or coming off uh, yeah. you know, as too salesy or, or, or badly?
0: So I think you got to pace yourself, number one. I think you can send a nice thank you note after you're connected. Maybe share your website and some testimonials and maybe invite them to some event, a webinar, or a recorded webinar, share some content. In the thank you note to show them that you really know what you're doing and here's some stuff that could help you and then you better pace yourself you know then you better spread out your direct messages to a couple times a year maybe you know maybe it's the webinar you hold twice a year and it's really good and you bring in this big speaker or maybe it's a new product thing but try to stay away from just product stuff you know hey we got to do this and you need it right educational com- content I think that's the key. Company has to have some educational content that a sales guy can message a couple times a year, not six or eight times a year. That's too much. Maybe three or four is okay if the content's that good. But I think that's what you got to do. You got to swing back and say, hey, Steve, we connected six months ago, never had a chance for a phone conversation. Wish we would. Maybe we should do that soon. But I thought I'd share with you this white paper. I thought I'd share with you a link to this registration for this upcoming webinar that everybody has just loved. Hope to talk to you soon, Wayne. So notice that. That was just, we didn't connect. We need to. Here's some cool information. If it makes sense, sign up for the webinar. I hope to see you there. All right?
1: And what do, you, what do you think are the best ways to really engage with prospects that you've targeted on LinkedIn, connected with? What a, how, do you, how do you nurture that relationship?
0: part is this the whatever nurturing program you come up with and it needs to be consistent but it can't be overbearing and it can't be too much so i think a touch point of three four times a year is totally appropriate as long as what you're touching them with is content that they're going to learn from and happy that you were there i mean we all want people to become new customers overnight that's usually not the case it's a nurturing process content is the key to that Inviting them to something where they're going to learn something, sharing some document, a tip sheet, a checklist, something like that. And not just, we have a new product and you should have it. You know, you can do that once in a while, but if you overdo that, then you, they, they will disconnect. They will never answer the phone. They're not going to respond.
1: Um, and what about the different ways you can interact and nurture over LinkedIn? Like what? How do you feel about making posts to the the uh, the wall or whatever they call it on LinkedIn? Kind of, I guess, I guess the, your wall is on Facebook, but the the, the LinkedIn version of your wall. Yeah. What do you think about direct messages versus the wall?
0: So the um, so direct messages are more intrusive because they get into inboxes, and the post goes into a feed but the feed algorithm is very stinky. Only five to 10% of the people in your network get the stuff that you post, at least initially. Now, if that post gets a little bit of life, there's enough engagement, more people tomorrow, more people, more people, more people, maybe for weeks. So if you get the right post, it could have two, three weeks shelf life. Um, But remember, people have to also be looking at their feed to see this thing, right? So I think there's a time and place for posting. And I think there's a time and place for direct messaging. My preference is always to direct message, but if I've sort of hit them up three or four times and I haven't got what I wanted or that was they weren't ready to respond, then I hope that they catch a post here and there and they get in that five to 10%. So I, I think there's a reason to do both except for this. If you've got a teeny tiny network, let's say a couple hundred people and you're a salesperson, posting is not gonna take you very far just because of the way the algorithm only picks up five to 10%.
1: Okay, well that's important to understand. And what do you think are the keys to leveraging your current relationships with people that you have on LinkedIn?
0: So I think, that, I think that boils down to referrals. To me, one of the best things you can do on LinkedIn is leverage your current relationships to find out who those folks know. I had somebody yesterday, he, he was selling his, he, was, he sells his products to Product electrical engineers, right? Their product went into a great big product. It was just a little dashboard, and he he had one engineer, and there were three hundred across the country to build these machines. And I said, every engineer gets to make his own decision. Yeah, they all get to s- specify the right dash display thing. And I said, well, why? How about getting referrals from all those other engineers? He was thinking referrals always people outside the company. And those are great, but if you can get referrals from internal engineers that do the same thing. So I said to me, to me, referrals are the number one thing for leveraging your current network to get more people in your network that are like the people that are, you're already doing business with. And that, that's a filter, Steve, that most people have not discovered. That's the filter that's called connections of. And it's, it's, in, it's on the advanced filters, on the on the desktop, and it's also on the phone. It's on the phone, so you can sit in the in a waiting room and go. Let's see, who's this guy know? Mm-hmm. Okay, he knows. These are the other eight engineers he knows, outside of the com- inside the company, or these are the other architects that he knows around the town. I mean, referrals on LinkedIn are the best once you just find that that tool, and then figure out a little bit of a cadence that hey. Anytime I have a meeting with this guy, he loves me. I'm going to see who he knows. Anytime I have a meeting with this referral source, we help each other refer clients. Always do that search. Starting a routine like that where you say to yourself, those sources of people, my network, those people that love me or the people that are good referral sources that I help refer, those are the folks that I'm always going to do a search for before I have a phone call or meeting
1: with them. And... How can uh, how can you search for new people to target on LinkedIn? What tips and tricks do you have for our listeners? You know, who who want to find new highly targeted leads on LinkedIn?
0: Okay, so the referral one's the best, right? So if if, if they're if the second degree that your friends know, second degree to you, your friends' first degrees, those are the home run. Now, past that, my next best referral thing is. Use the LinkedIn university page. So think about where you went to school. And if you're thinking to yourself, it's a big school, people all over the country, they, you know, I, call, I would call on people that, that have a certain title, work at certain companies. Go to the university page, click the alumni button. Once you click the alumni button, now you can search, take the whole alumni base and filter by city, company name, keyword, and the years they went to that school. You could bring up electrical engineers that enter a certain kind of industry from this date range and go, you talk about a good list, it's right here. It's... And I can use my school, the fact we both went to the same school, as one of my openers, right? we are talking about what to put in a message. Well, that's a good opener. Hey, I see you went to Marquette, so did I, you know? And away you go. So I think the alumni page is a home run. And then here's the other thing, when you do an advanced filtered search, and that just means you put the cursor in the search box, you hit people, then you click all filters. And all of a sudden, and this is brand new, they just changed it. From the right hand side comes up a list of filters. You can drop in titles, city, industry, company names, up comes a list of people. Now catch this, this is what people don't realize. Once that list comes up, you can then also save that search list So that when new people meet that search criteria, you get an email from LinkedIn every week with new folks that went into that list. That's a set it and forget it. And aren't we all looking for that as sales guys?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really helpful trick. Um, Well, the next section is sales in 60 seconds. So quick questions, quick answers. First question, what mistakes do you see salespeople make on LinkedIn? Going right to the sale. I mean, going
0: right from high, such and such said I'd talk to you, they connect, boom, right out of the gate, you start selling. Forgetting it's a nurturing, show them value, be a resource, yeah, that's number one.
1: What do you think the tricks are to making a good first impression on LinkedIn?
0: Have a good, have a good profile because when you send a connection request to a stranger, Before they decide yes or no, they're gonna look at your profile. And if your profile resonates with fun, interesting, resource kind of guy, then they'll go, hey, I think I would like to talk to this guy. You know, when you you see the musky hunter and that does something for you, go meet with him, he's a musky hunter, right? He's a banker, but, so the point is your profile is that first impression that you're usually gonna get a look if you send an invite, make that right.
1: And what about uh, LinkedIn groups? What's your best P what's your best advice on joining and engaging with people on relevant LinkedIn groups
0: right now? Don't waste your time.
1: Oh, really? Interesting. Why?
0: Nothing going on in groups right now. It's a mess. Okay. used to be a great feature on LinkedIn. used to be a winning, winning, winning feature.
1: Okay. Um, and what, what changed?
0: LinkedIn took away a whole bunch of the notification features for the managers so that they they stopped started they stopped having interest in them then all of a sudden every salesperson in the world is posting their blog and nobody was managing that it just became a spam fest and that's where they're at now there are exceptions there are still some groups being managed well by people that care about them and even amongst LinkedIn sort of changes they they found a way to make it work but it's Typically, it's not a winning strategy right now.
1: Okay. So if you could give a field salesperson one piece of advice for using LinkedIn, what would it be? I would
0: go back to that referral thing I just told you. Because, and the reason I say that, Steve, is because when I ask salespeople, when I do one-on-one consultations, how do you like to get your, how do you get your new leads? And a lot of them say, oh, word of mouth. We're modern, you know, people talk to people and I'll say, okay, then referrals are going to be the best because referral first appointments are always the best because a friend set you up or you have mentioned a friend and it got you set up. So I would say that's my number one bit of advice is to use that connections on filter because there you've got a sort of a known quantity because you've spent some time with your friend talking about their friend before you reach out to that stranger.
1: And if a salesperson was going to carve out some time every week to sit down and work on LinkedIn, what are the key things they should be doing on LinkedIn on, a, on that regular cadence? Yeah,
0: so I'm glad you brought that one up. Four things. Who did you meet in the last week that you haven't invited into your LinkedIn that you had a good conversation with outside of LinkedIn? Get them in your network. You'll want them. Number two, the ones that have come into you, inbound invitations, Spend time on that list. Don't go as fast as you can. Spend time on their profiles. And the, one that you, the ones that you accept, because you looked at the profile and something resonates, then you do something, follow up with a message right away. Thank you for joining my network. Let's talk. It looks like you might have this interest. So inbound invitations is number two. Number three, who's viewed your profile? Keep an eye on who's used your profile because listen, most people are not so bored. They're just looking at random profiles for something to do on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, there'll be spammers, but that page is filled with a bunch of people that are interested in you. And number four, the notifications tab. The notifications tab is, shows you people changing jobs, uh, people posting and interacting with your stuff people that are having birthdays, anniversaries, which is always the time to open the door to a conversation, notifications tabs are winner.
1: And as an actionable takeaway here, what what should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step towards being more successful on LinkedIn?
0: I would go look at the profiles of your competitors. Five or six of them. I'd look at their. I print their profiles. I print yours. I put them on your desk. I go away for the weekend, and I would come in on Monday morning, put your sale, put your customer hat on, and I'd read those six profiles. Yours is in there, and I'd try to be objective and ask myself this question: If I were looking for our stuff, because they're your competitors, right? Would I pick me? And then you'll know. Because that's what's happening on LinkedIn every day of the week as we're getting compared to others that look like they do the same thing we do.
1: Well, that's fantastic advice. I'm going to try to summarize the different things that uh, you've taught us here today. So first of all, LinkedIn is a great database for salespeople. We all know that. It's intelligence gathering and it's great information to prep you for a sales call. A customer-focused profile should look like a resource for your prospect's pain points. So it's a it's a place they can go to learn about what, what how they can solve their problems. You can use keywords around your company and your product so that your profile comes up in search results like not only within LinkedIn, but also on Google. In the first message to a prospect, make sure you show that you did your homework and then you can invite them to connect if they're interested after connecting with a prospect you can send educational content that's helpful to their role make a plan to engage with prospects about three or four times a year so you, you don't want to overload them here try direct messaging and post into your feed to engage with these different prospects finally leverage your current linkedin relationships to find who your connections know then you, you can uh, do re- research here and you can find a ton of untapped referrals because you know, your, who your connections know is a, is a huge group of people and, and they can introduce you to them. Well, this has been just fantastic, Wayne. Where, where can our listeners read more about your work and where can they reach out to you?
0: Well, of course, LinkedIn. Look for me on LinkedIn, that'd be an easiest place. But my website is powerformula.net where you'll find all kinds of great weekly, I write a weekly blog post about new LinkedIn strategies, changes, features, that kind of thing. And uh, all kinds of videos and free stuff there relating to LinkedIn. It's powerformula.net.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been a great and really helpful episode of the Outside Sales Talk here. Um, If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps. The number one route planner helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. And you can get a free trial at badgermapping.com. If you can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from learning the skills that Wayne taught us about today, share the love and forward this on to them. Take care until next time, guys.